Hey guys, Kyle here with the Building Automation Drive. And I have some good news. Uh, as of the day that I am actually recording this, I have been approved by iTunes. Um, I, I made a, a, a first draft, as it were, of this episode, uh, episode number three. And in that one, I was saying uh, something to the effect of how, how difficult this process of getting started actually seemed to be. Um, Apple was actually pretty helpful. They told me everything I needed to do, but it wasn't uh, what I would call intuitive. And there were, they would initially just send out a flat rejection. And I actually got three of those. And it was just because of essentially clerical errors. Uh, so it turned out to not be a big deal. Their wording was probably a little harsh, but at the same time, it, uh, I don't really care. It doesn't bother me. Um, it's rejected, so it's rejected. What do I got to do to make it right? And I had a personal interaction with two different people at Apple that were very pleasant in their emails and helpful and whatnot. So it was overall a good experience. Um, so if you, this is something you're thinking about doing, uh, expect that, I guess. Uh, expect that there's going to be a little bit of hassle and it's probably slightly by design and maybe a good thing. Might keep, keep the riffraff out as it were. Uh, so on to today's topic. I don't think this one's going to be very long, but I want to talk to you about the concept of CYA. And I know what you're thinking. Yeah, I know that one. I'm good at that. I can cover my uh, backside real well. And that's not it. We're not talking about covering your butt. I mean, CYA, can you articulate? And you would use the CYA that you've known all these years and the CYA that I'm teaching you now in the same circumstances, but they're two completely different approaches to the same problem. So if you're trying to cover your butt, that means that you're in a defensive, potentially reactive mode. And in my mind, that's the wrong mindset. That's the wrong approach to doing your job. So uh, let's say you're going to do 100% visual point to point. And why do you do that? Well, first of all, you might ask, what is 100% visual point to point? So what that means is you're going to every single point that you control within a system. And let's just say you've got an air handler. You are going to the outside air damper and you are driving it to 100% and watching it open to 100% and you drive it to 75, 50, 25, zero, and you watch it go through all of those steps. And you check that one off. You have done a 100% visual point-to-point -point on that outside air damper, and you should do that to every single point. Does that take more time? Absolutely it does. Does it cover your backside? Yeah, it does. But that's not why you do it. You do it so that you not only know that it works, but you can articulate to anyone who asks not only that it works, but why you know it works. You can say, yes, I know this works. Well, how do you know? 
did you did you just uh, watch the airflow monitor that's broken that wasn't set up right by the by the factory did you just watch that wait what it wasn't set up right yeah it actually reads zero when it's still blowing a thousand cfm ah bummer and the damper doesn't close all the way ah man well see if you had done a visual point to point on every point that you control, you would know that. And you would be able to articulate that because you check off on your point-to-point -point sheet that you drove it at zero, 25, 50, 75, 100%. And you checked it off and you passed it and you signed off on whatever you do. Um, within the uh, JCI systems, within within uh, PCT or CCT, you can use the map tool, uh, the map gateway, and you can do your point to point through that. And you can just sit there and ha tell it how many stages you want. You want four stages and you want it to start at zero. So it drives that damper close and you just bump, push it, watch it move to 25% and stop hit it again for the next stage, it goes to 50% and stops and you keep going. And it not only documents the exact methodology you used, but it also documents the date and time that you did it. That's fantastic. Cause I don't know about you, but I can't remember all that stuff. So I have to document it in that way so that I also then know what I have already done. So, I ran into a system here recently where I was told that uh, uh, the air handlers had already been checked out, so I didn't need to do that. And so I didn't do that. And then the balancers come around and say, hey, can you run this circ pump on the, on the hot water coil? It, it needs to be in bypass. Can you run the circ pump for us, though, just so we can balance it, make sure it's doing the right thing? Absolutely. So I kick it on, and he gets nothing. He calls me up and says, hey, you're going to turn this thing on? Yeah, I did. Oh, but I'm not getting status. And he looks all around, and it turns out that thing had never been wired in by the electricians. So had there been a visual 100% point-to-point on that air handler, and it had been documented and shared with everyone involved, I would have already known that, yeah, we knew that that point wasn't done. We knew that point hadn't passed yet. And I could have told him, oh, hey, you know what? Uh, that thing doesn't work. It hasn't been hooked up yet. You might want to go talk to the electricians because we're supposed to hand this thing over the first of next week. So can you articulate is, in my mind, a more positive and affirmative type of action towards success. It's not about trying to cover yourself and make yourself look good. It's about turning out a good product that you can stand behind. It's about being able to go home at the end of the day and being able to, to sleep soundly knowing that you did a good job. And not only knowing you did a good job, but being able to tell everyone else that you did a good job and you know why you did it and how you did it and you can articulate to them. 
uh, how and why. And if you can do that on every single point you control, if you can articulate to, to the GC or your project manager, or maybe even just yourself, why you and how you have done everything that you've done, then I think that that, uh, that, that puts forth a, a positive image of you. You're obviously a competent and qualified technician. You clearly know what you're doing. There's never a question that's going to be asked that you can't answer. And that only bodes well for you and your career and the quality of product that you're uh, turning out to your customers. And I think that's a, a, a great way to, to be. And I try to do that on every single point. Uh, it, I, some, some days are better than others. And it's usually small jobs that are the biggest problem. Because those quick hitters where it's like two boxes, you're in, you're out, you're done, you're on to the next thing. And you're like, yeah, whatever. This is easy. And as soon as you start thinking it's easy and as soon as you take it for granted, uh, that's when problems start. And I always, uh, uh, at my old company, they I'd get guys selling jobs. Well, they'd sell four hours to put in one VAV four hours for me to do one VAV. Like, you, don't, you don't sell a four hour tech job for anything ever. You can do that on service, but you don't do that on construction. Minimum eight hours. Cause I'm not gonna have anything else to go and do for four more hours. Give me a break. But one VAV, well, it only takes you an hour to check it out. No, it doesn't. It takes me like 20 minutes to check out a VAV if I'm doing you know, a whole sled load of them. It might even take me less time. Just depends. But I try to give myself like 30 minutes per box when I'm doing a whole floor of VABs or something. And, but that's just to check out the box. Well, now I've gotten into the system so I can see 10, 20, 30, 40 boxes at once. Okay, so that hookup time, that attachment time to the network, that's done. Divide that by 40. Now I got to get up into each box and I've got to get all my equipment together. Well, I only have to get my equipment together once. Did I just get my equipment together for 40 VAVs or one? And then I've got to do graphics. Well, graphics, doing one and doing 40, there's not always a lot of difference. Depends on your system. But, you know, if you're, if you're doing uh, uh, container graphics, it goes pretty quick when you get a lot of them. And the more you get, the more efficient you are. And so there's a lot going on there with just checking out one VAV. So now I've got to get all my equipment together. I got to get hooked up to the network. I've got to check out that box. And the installer may have had the same thing I did where it's like, oh, it's just one box of piece of cake. And he might, you know, that might make us, well, now I have one mistake impacts my whole job then i got to get up to the front end to the workstation and i've got to upgrade their graphics for one bav so i got to get in there i got to find the building maintenance guy to let me into that space etc etc all for one box so did it take me only four hours? It might only take me four hours it might take me six just to do one for and of course you know you shown up on the site so Anywhere you go after that, you got to drive to. You've also shown up on the site. 
So you got to say hi to the maintenance guys and uh, chew the fat with them for a few minutes because that's what you do. You don't just pop in and out. These guys are your customers forever. You know, when you take over a building, they're your customer forever. So I never try, I, I always try to get my salesman to understand on the construction side, you don't do a four hour job. But let me back, let me uh, uh, climb back out of this rabbit hole real quick and get back to the point. Even when you have just one VAV, you should be documenting what you've done, that you went through all the steps, that you drove that damper open and you pinched it down to 75, 50, 25, 0, and you stroked open the hot water coil valve and you uh, confirmed air flows and you, doc you zeroed out the box if that's a thing for you. And document. so this is something I like to do. If you document the K factor that's in it, and the min and max CFMs, then when somebody comes back to look at that box and goes, you never even checked this thing out. What are you talking about? I've got my sheet right here where I checked it out. Yeah, but, but oh, wait, everything matches up. There's a custom K factor and min and max CFMs, and that's exactly what's loaded in there. And you've got this report generated that says you did this, this, and this on this date at this time, and it all lines up, and I see it took you about 25, 30 minutes. You know, okay, guess you did it. Now we got to figure out what our problem is. Or if they come to you and say, I don't think you did anything on these boxes. And you say, well, here's my, my report that I made up with – all of my CFM min and max values and K factors and they look and every box has the same K factor in the pro in their database the, they pull it up on the computer and everyone's got the same K factors and same CFMs because you never changed any of them that just proves that you're lying now I know none of you guys would actually do that but I've seen that kind of thing happen before and those guys didn't even try to cover their backside very well, but they definitely couldn't articulate why they had actually done work. And maybe they had actually done work and maybe something had gone wrong, but they didn't do a good job of articulating that for themselves. Because if they didn't keep track of anything and they just said, oh yeah, I did it. They didn't have any written documentation. Then they didn't articulate that, why they had done a good job and how they'd done a good job. However, if you can come back and say, oh no, I've got this sheet, I've got all my values and I stroked everything, something must have gone wrong with the databases. They might have all gotten cleared. But you know what? I've got backups of all of them that I took before I left that day. So I'm going to go and I'm going to reload all of those backups real quick and I'm going to spot check. Uh, you know, 50% of the boxes and make sure that they're functioning properly because this is important. And oh, by the way, I don't know if you noticed, but I put a label on the grid where every box was and it corresponds to a label I put on the stat for each box. And that matches the floor plan that I have here that I, that I wrote on it, which box was which, so that it all matches the grid and the, and the stats. Boy, did you just recover from a potential catastrophe. You know, you articulated 
not only that you already did the work and that you did it right, but that you are competent, except for whatever happened with the database, maybe. <laughs> and you are capable and knowledgeable and dependable. That's pretty awesome. So the lesson of the day is CYA. Can you articulate? I encourage you to take this to everything you do all the time at home, at work, be on top of your game all the time. And with that, I am about to hit dirt roads. I have pulled over on the side just because it's been raining and there's washboard roads. And my little ice cream truck here would just rattle the, to beat the band if uh, if I started driving on it uh, rec while recording. So I'm going to go enjoy the, uh, the vibrating chair all on my own and leave you guys to it until next time. And we are live in the past on iTunes. We're not live on iTunes. Can you be live on iTunes podcast? I don't think you can do that. Anyway, the podcast is up. I am super excited. I am stoked. And, uh, uh, as, as, uh, one of my favorite podcasters would say, uh, it's time to kick out of this wave and move on to the next one. Thanks a lot guys. And enjoy the drive.